Three Sides of the Coin this week. What is the definition of a KISS fan? We discuss. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Want to get your official Three Sides of the Coin logo and Shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Hours of KISS Radio. Every week, Three Sides of the Coin Radio. Live, Sundays, 8 p.m. Pacific. Monsters of Rock Channel, Dash Radio Network. We program the radio show. We pick the songs. No corporate overlord telling us what to play. Only Kiss Deep Cuts. We play the songs the fans really want to hear. Three Sides of the Coin Radio. Every Sunday, 8 p.m. Pacific. This has been dinner so far. <laughs> I'm fucking hungry as hell, too. So there you go, people. This is why this week's show is going to be short. Mark is fucking hungry as hell. And we won't get into all of the other stuff that's gone on in his life in the past few days. But let's just say oh. Mark's router's back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Way to fuck. You know, she, she took it down there and she sent it back. Come on, oh, you, you were about to say, way to go, Lisa, way to fuck me, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know what I was going to say. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm delirious with hunger, so let's, uh, so, you know, so, as... as uh, so, so welcome to Three Sides of the Coin. Um, Mark's had router problems. I've got a new laptop, so as you can see, the camera in this new laptop sucks donkey balls. It Seriously, is bad. It's bad. So there you go. That's your primary bitch for this week, people. Branvold, your camera sucks. I got it. Thank you. Now let's move on. Uh, Tommy, do you have any comments you want to share? Yes, I do. Uh, Java Wax says, Digging Lisa's Vince Neal, Dr. Feelgood era hairdo. I love that. And then, um, Steve, I want to answer a question from, I want to say it's Stephen Patey or Pet. Pate, I don't know, P-A-T-E. Uh, he wants to know if we've ever had tried to get John 5 on. Working on uh, it. And yes, we're working on that. So that's going to happen. He's a friend of the show, and John is awesome. We all think he's great. And both Tommy and I have talked to him numerous times, and every time we talk to him, he's like, yeah, come on. We just got to schedule it. Matter of fact, when I was, uh, when I, where, no, I think I was in Florida, whatever, a couple weeks ago. Um, no, no, it was when I was in Toronto in Maiden. He texted me. But I don't have any fucking service. Thanks, Rogers. That's the phone company over in fucking Canada. I had no phone service. When I didn't get the fucking message till Sunday, he's like, hey, I have a day off. I want to come over. I wanted to come over and see my kiss stuff. So I, but I didn't get the fucking message from John until late Sunday night. I'm like, uh, I just got this. So we'll catch up another time, John. But yeah, John, like, like Tommy said, John Five's a friend of the show. Good guy. I talked to him. Every now and then on the phone, we're always talking, kissed up. And and by the way, um, 
I saw this new it. record's out or coming yeah. out. Yeah. This I, think next it, I week. think it's out. It is. I thought the release date was today. Okay, so get out there and check it out because I've heard that it's supposed to be like a shredder's dream. So if you love a lot of guitar riffing, this is supposed to be a great record. So for the Vinnie Vincent fans. <laughs> nice. No, I don't. It's sorry, sorry, John. Show. Thanks. Sorry. Mike. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Quality shredding. <laughs> How's that? Um, I, I I do have some uh, some kind of cool news, and and I'm not spilling any beans at all but uh because honestly i don't know the beans uh, all that well but uh, i was in toronto last week <laughs> yes yes uh, uh, anyways that's like a I bad dad joke it's like he can't <laughs> find the bean is what can he's I trying continue? To say. you know the day i've had can i just fucking continue <laughs> yeah but it doesn't make you unrippable so go ahead oh you can rip all you want but i want to be able to finish my i'm in fucking uh mid soliloquy here and i'm getting fucking uh heckle and jekyll over here <laughs> look the fans want to hear about cool kiss stuff and i got two you two fucking yentas yapping it up <laughs> you want cool kiss stuff or not please continue <laughs> so <laughs> No, no, fuck it. I'm going to save it for the end of the show. Go ahead, entertain us. Mike. <laughs> we put a quarter in Mark, and we didn't even realize it. Yeah. This is again. This is the beauty of the show. We have no idea where this goes, and it just happens. I mean, last week we had attacking hummingbirds. This week we've got attacking chikinis. <laughs> He's uh. Yeah, he's hangry. Oh, I'm tearing up. This, this is Look, so the no, only good please. thing is that I had one of these, which you can't get in the States. So Liz and I, at least we can't get them in the Detroit area. You ever had one of these? Nope, never heard of it. Well, they're, 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 I'm pretty sure they're Canadian-specific. And we also get coffee crisps, which you can't get over here, and um, arrow bars, which you can't get over here. So whenever Liz and I are coming back from canada into the united states where we stop at what they call variety stores over there and we always spend about thirty dollars in candy bars <laughs> grabbing the have, grabbing have, the ones have you ever there. tried the pasta at a variety store no i know some guy that probably would <laughs> doesn't get old it Just does not. not. It never does. So enlighten people are going to be able to handle the wait till the end. So we will uninterrupted, please. Okay, I'm Tell feeling you. a little bit more. No, all all kidding aside. Um, I went to Toronto to see Kiss. Let me tell you, fucking shows every bit is awesome. Mike, yeah. uh, they tipped their hat to you with, uh, of course, without knowing it, still performing um, Crazy Nights here. Matter of fact, right? I think it was like the second from last song. And I up 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 up. Oh, somebody's router took a shit. Wasn't mine. Oh, no, I'm here. It's all good. Okay. Well, don't I, don't, I, don't I interrupt Mark, to Tommy. To the show. I have to, no, no, because now Tommy stopped me. Well, I didn't do that on purpose. Really? You're going to give me crap because my camera went out for what? Seven seconds? I'm giving you crap for the only reason. Because I can. Okay. So anyways, so you've got past the candy bars. Oh, I, I can just hear the fucking clicks turning off this show as we fucking speak right now. Will these three fucking assholes get get with it? Come on. It's like every other week. Oh, yeah, no, really, this, is, really. this is better. All right, Tommy, shut up. So I went to go see Kiss Saturday in Toronto. It was fucking awesome. Um, and uh, 
played fucking great. Uh, again, um, just everything about the show was incredible. The really kind of cool part was it was just like the March show. And what I mean by that is the March show was packed and there was a you know ton of energy in the place. And I thought maybe, you know what, it's the second time there in really just a few months and under six months. Fuck the Toronto Kiss Army showed up, man. Uh, Good. It was, you know, this was kind of cool. Like I said, I saw Maiden the week previous, and it was just cool seeing a ton of Maiden shirts there. So you can you can tell the rock community in Toronto is you know well represented. But anyways, um, and I won't give out the details. But when I was uh, uh, when I was there, I was approached um, uh, by the band, and they said they're going to be working on a very big kiss project coming up and they asked if i'd help um so as soon as i know more than that vague stuff and i really don't know too much more than that but uh i did hear from 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 the band that um they're working on a really big project and uh they'd asked if i'd if i'd help out so um the reason that mark is sharing this is that tells you that they're not just quitting well, that's that's Tommy exactly. That's that's why I'm I'm saying this. Um, and and honest to God, I, I really don't know too many more details other than that. The little bit more stuff, I I'm not gonna. I'll wait till it, you know, naturally, um, comes out. But I just wanted everybody here because that's what everybody talks about a lot of the times on the you know in the kiss chat rooms and the boards and stuff. Is like, oh, are they going to put something out? The answer is yes, and it's going to be huge. And I'm really honored that they uh, they wanted to know, you know, how they, they just said, is your stuff, uh, you, you know, you avail. I, my exact words were, you have carte blanche to everything that I have. So you just let me know what you need and I'll. Uh, if they asked you for everything. a copy of every single video you had, would you do that? <laughs> well, to be honest, Michael, I don't know. I don't know exactly the parameters of the. All I know is the exact words were is going to be huge. Well, so let, let, let's throw this out as an, a first homework question. Audience, what is your guess? What do you think this huge thing could be? And, and I, here's what I'm going to tell you, honest to God. They did not say anything about audio, video, or print right. or anything. They, they just said, could, are you available to help out? And I'm like, yeah, are you kidding? I said, 24-7, you guys call if you need anything. And, and keep in mind, you know, they've done that many times over the years. I'm very blessed and honored. Matter of fact, uh, Tom Germain just, when I was trying to get, get on earlier today because we, I was having some router issues, he, he texted me. He needs, he needs, uh, he asked me about something. I guess they're going to be doing another change to the tour book. So uh, that's another just cool thing that uh, look out. I think they're going to have a, another variation of that because uh, he asked me for some certain things for my collection. So I'm going to I'm going to send him some um, scans of that here soon so, too. So I t- again too, you know what? That's that's the great thing about being able to help out and stuff. I love doing it. It's so much fun, and it's just great that you know being asked to because I, I always look at stuff like this. When I was clipping out stuff back in 1975 out of the Detroit News, I, I never thought in the world that, that the band... That you'd be clipping you know, it for the band. years later, they're going to, hey, do you have that clipping from... <laughs> Matter of fact, I do, and I have an original one. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's just kind of cool to, to be so, asked so about on, stuff. So, so first homework question, people, what do you think this huge thing is? Just, again, we've got no idea... 
other than they just said it's huge and it's a project. What could it be in your mind? Is it a video? Is it a DVD? Is it audio? Is it a new book? Could be anything. What do you and, think? And, what do you think? It could and be? honest to God, people, they didn't tell me the media. They just said it's going to be big. Yeah, that's all they said. So it, it's wide open what you can guess. So you know, the good part is, is that everybody out there can go. Cool, we're going to have something. I don't know. That's another thing. I don't know when it's coming out, but put it this way: it, what it sounds like. It's and and I'm, I, I'm also purposefully being vague because I, you know, I don't want to give out give away. A, obviously, it's official, it's coming through the band, that they really want to do something really special. And um, they're, you know, I'm assuming, obviously, too, they're not just contacting me, they're contacting a lot of other big geeky collectors, too. I really think they want to get as much unseen stuff, you know, out there for fans to enjoy. And uh, I tell you what, what a great way to celebrate if, if, you know, I'm certainly blessed to 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 help out with that i mean that's how cool is that you know i'm gonna i'm gonna make a guess and again i have no idea because i haven't heard and this anything. is the first i've told mike or yeah, tommy yeah. about so we have no idea and i've had no insight into anything the band is doing around that type of stuff but i will guess a new box set you know i i really haven't given it much thought michael um but that would be cool wouldn't it yeah yeah, I'm gonna guess a box set of DVDs with a big book that comes with it. Okay. I I honestly don't. Uh, again, um, we talked for a few minutes for a few minutes about it, and uh, you know, all I know is, uh, like I said, I I said you yeah, guys maybe, maybe they're going to do a Mark Cicchini book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Uh, well, like I guess the police will get published. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's organized. What? Am, what? Oh God! Um, all right. So, well, you know the great part though is Branvold's going to get blamed. I'm going to get blamed. He laughed. Tommy just made a simple joke, and Branvold, that asshole, laughed. That's what it's going to be. But um, you know, but seriously though, I. I think that it's going to be what. So, what episode is this? I fucking three hundred and forty-eight, nine, I mean, something like that. This is my fucking. Well, so, anyways, it's August. Like, I pay 20th. attention to that. Well, it's August twentieth today, so it'll be interesting when they do eventually announce it. Whether it be three, six month, nine months, whatever, we should look back and see what it was that we said. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, should you should give a guess? I don't know. All, all I know is that um, they said they'd be contacting me via email. And again, I, I don't want to. And, and just it wasn't Eric. So just but someone from the Kiss Camp came up to me, and they're like, "Oh my God, I was just going to email you." He was. They were surprised to see me there. They're like, you know, and told me a little bit, and and just said, you know, look. He's like, keep an eye on your email. So we're going to send you a bunch of information about it so and again, and again guys do me a favor too because hopefully i'm going to find out what it is in the next few i'm not telling anybody i'm just telling you guys this stuff that they are going to do something um one of the cool one of the reasons i get to do all this stuff is i keep my freaking mouth shut and that ain't yep. changing so um but i did well, think it was, also to in all fairness does it really matter i mean isn't yeah. the anticipation anticipation of it half the fun yeah well what difference is it going to make in your life if you know 
right now that this is coming out in nine months or a year. Why not just know there's something cool coming out? Yeah, that's what I wanted. Again, because I get that. See, I, I was almost hesitant to do it, but then I'm like, you know what? Look, it doesn't hurt anything. I They are going to be putting, whether they asked me or not, you know what I mean? Just... I just wanted the fans out there to, you have something to look forward to. Because what did we just talk about on a show or two back? Like, what are they going to do? Yeah. We didn't know. I didn't know till fuck I was there Saturday. Well, and the tour <laughs> continuing is something to look forward to, to see him again. I'm going another couple times here next month. So I, I'm so excited. I haven't seen him since. Yeah, and, Tommy, you know what? Like I said, I the last show I saw was the Tampa show, I think, which was, I don't know, April maybe in, uh, which is cool, you know. I, I, I yeah. My seats were a little farther back this time, so I had a little better view of the stage. I was like, when I went last show, I saw it in Toronto. It was right up next to the stage. This one, I was about halfway back, and it was just so fucking cool. Just taking in, you know, everything. It is, isn't it? I, one of the shows I sat, I want to say it was like the seventeenth, eighteenth row, something like that, and it was awesome because it's a whole different perspective than if you're sitting up closer. And then there was some some of our listeners who shared some photos sitting like in the lower level above the soundboard. And that's a whole different perspective. I've seen incredibly cool photos taken from the sides of the arena. That's a different perspective. So it's really cool to see how different uh, the same show can look depending on where you sit. So like when I go to get tickets, I always try to sit somewhere different every time. and, and, And while we're talking about the show real quick. Because I can't, somebody just had mentioned this in, in, in a private message to me. But there's been some slight, very slight changes made to it. Um, some of the things of note are there's a few less pods. The pyro's a little different. Okay. Um, and, and I think that just goes to what we were speculating when we talked about a few weeks ago, the tour continuing. They're moving into sheds and outdoor venues now. So the, the show is getting scaled based upon the size of the venue and what it can accommodate. So the, the number of pods doesn't surprise me. They may have to remove, and it was probably designed, it was designed this way from the get-go. They can remove a couple pods and it fits in the overhead area of, of a shed. Pyro, I can imagine, um, and maybe maybe John Watkins, who, who listens, the old pyro guy, can confirm this one, because I'll get to it real quick, but he confirmed something else we mentioned. But I bet there's different pyro, whether it's an outdoor show versus an indoor show, where you have to contend with the elements outside. Yeah. So, so that, that could play into it. We had we had talked about how um, Lisa at the Atlanta show had missed Who? the <laughs> the hummingbird girl. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that, is she still alive? She's still she alive. To death or something? Yeah, um, she's still alive, but she's she's scarred. She is mentally mm-hmm. scarred. Um, but she she said at the Atlanta show they didn't have that rocket firing into the the. They the, did have it in Toronto. Right. So John. John Watkins, who was a guest a month or so ago, the pyro guy from Dynasty and Revenge, he's good friends with somebody um, out there on the road. And he confirmed that the Atlanta show, they didn't do that. And one of the re- and the reason was they were not permitted to have pyro over the audience 
as we had speculated. So keep in mind, go. people, just because your friend in another city has something different doesn't mean that's happening in your show. It also it doesn't changes. mean they're going on the cheap. It, yeah. it, exactly. You know, like, oh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I've heard, oh, they can't afford the pyro anymore, so they're cutting pyro. People, there's just different factors that play into it. The venue, the size of the venue, indoor, outdoor. Does the fire marshal sit here and go, we don't, you know, we've all heard the stories over Kiss's career where a fire marshal at a certain city goes, no pyro at all tonight. That's, that, they, they, can't, they can't not do that. They have to listen to the fire marshal or they won't do a show. Like our guest said, and I highly recommend, highly recommend, Read Killer Show. Yes. Granted, granted, it's a, about a little, you know, the horrible, horrible, horrible tragedy in Rhode Island at the Great White Show. But you know what? These guys who are fire marshals and stuff, there's a reason. If, if they're a good one, there's a reason they're for them. They're doing it to protect you. Correct. Well, yeah. My question is, why are there some who always have to go to the negative like that? Dude, this, it's this, like this fans. I hate to say yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Huh. But you think sooner or later you just get tired of living like that? No, because sooner or later they keep rolling the dice that sooner or later they're going to be right and they can gloat to everybody and go, see, I was right. Kiss just admitted that they're cutting pyro because they're losing money. It's like, dude, it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen, but that's their dream. So, anyway, slight changes to the show. Nothing major significant has changed. You're not going to get short change just because there's a few less pods. You're not getting short changed if your city can't have pyro over the audience. You're not getting short changed if the venue doesn't have the ability to have the cherry pickers go out over the crowd. It's all dependent upon the show the venue, what it can accommodate. Some of these venues are, are older. They, they have structures that maybe can't support as much weight as some of the newer ones can. There's a there's infinite number of reasons that change what a show is. Well, I'm, it's going to be fun for me because I'm this Friday, uh, Liz and I are going to Buffalo, New York. We're going to go see Kiss at Darien Lake. And my friend John Jeffries sent, a matter of fact, he plays in Kiss This tribute band. John's a great guy. He used to run uh, a Kiss fanzine uh, for many, many. I think he actually, I think he still does something online. Great guy. Good longtime friend of mine. And uh, I've never been to the venue before. It's funny. I saw Keith LaRue on Saturday and he's like, Darien Lake's a dump. <laughs> so, but, but I saw, I, um, I was just, I'm going to go to that show and, uh, but you know, the picture that John, you know, posted today, I, I was looking at that and it was almost like, God, is Kisses even going to fit in there? You know what I mean? At least compared to the, you know, keep in mind the shows that I've seen them and I saw them at, uh, you know, uh, the Little Caesars Arena here. I saw them at, uh, you know, the Tampa show in a big, you know, where the, where the Tampa Bay Lightning play and, you know, I saw them where the Toronto Maple Leafs play. I mean, all these big places. and All, just in, the, all indoor, right? Correct, correct. So that's what, how come I'm like I say. This, you know, next week when I'm on, um, I, I should have some interesting dichotomy on, I, I guarantee just by looking at that place, the show is going to be somewhat different, I would well, think. Yeah. Yes. I'm seeing one indoor and one outdoor show here in the next couple of weeks as well. 
So we can compare notes on that. You know, that. It, it's, it's interesting. I would guess that most bands would probably prefer to play indoor shows because they can control everything. Lighting, environment, wind, rain, all of that is controlled inside. The promoters would probably prefer to have the giant outdoor shed because they can put 10,000 paid people in and another 10,000 on the lawn and get twice as many people into a show. But and it all adds up concessions. It and all adds up into concessions and merch sales and parking and all of that stuff. But it's harder for an it's harder for bands with huge productions to go into sheds. So there you go. Little little bit on the show. Um, let's see. Is there anything else we need to catch up on? We mentioned Lisa briefly. In all seriousness, she's safe. She's fine. <laughs> um, I, I actually, Tommy, I don't know if you saw it. I actually saw somebody commented on YouTube. And I think it was a serious comment. Where was the hummingbird attack? I'm like, I, I don't know. Are you joking? As yeah. in there really wasn't one? Or did you miss it? Because I don't know how you could miss it at the end of the show. That was just literally a laugh fest when that happened. And Jesus. and I, I would raise my hand to say the hummingbird could replace 7-Eleven pasta as the go-to bit. I know Izzy would like that. Yeah, but that's all the more reason to not allow that to happen. Man, if we could somehow combine pasta and hummingbirds into one bit. Anything's possible. <laughs> anyway, we love Lisa because we were talking before the show. Somehow she always does something naturally when we're recording a show. To it's unbelievable. Just make it funny. I mean... The time she fell off her chair just sitting there. <laughs> Almost getting attacked by a hummingbird. I, you know, yeah, we love her. We asked her to be on this week. She was dealing with her, her kids' first day of school. So um, let's go into a kind of a, a I would say, a, a, a simple topic to discuss here. And this is, this is being... Um, led by an email we received. And I'm not going to read the email or reveal the person's name. Um, but it was a young KISS fan who emailed us and asked us a question of... Basically, his question was, look, I don't have all this money to buy KISS merchandise. Does that make me less of a KISS fan? And this was a complete serious question. Because as he, he revealed in his letter, um, he's been bullied and picked on online from other KISS fans, including people from other podcasts, because he's not spending boatloads of money to buy merchandise. And he asked us, what do we think is a real fan? And I know most of us replied back to him privately. And, you know, I want to talk about that concept of what is a real KISS fan? Mike, how crazy was it how similar yours and mine were? And and, and, and Michael and I both kn both didn't know that either one of us replied to him. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, we it, did it independently. We, I, because we, we all get a lot of email. And, and like I tell people, you know, this is a hobby. So sometimes I can't get back. I, I know some people are surprised like six months later. I'm like, I answer their 
I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just I got, I got other shit to do. But this one, when I read, like Michael said, it was such a heartfelt, honest. The way that that letter really yeah. touched my heart. I mean, yeah, exactly. it was really serious, and it, and it bothered him. And uh, Michael and I both answered him pretty much verbatim. Our, our answers See, were pretty I don't think I got it because I missed it. Because remember, you had mentioned it in the thread. And I'm like, well, I, what? I know, what I know it's forwarded about? to you. Maybe it's sitting in a spam folder somewhere. I'll, 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 I I'll, I'll make it. sure I, I send it to you after we're done here. Or Tommy's so just a dick, one of the two. Yeah, or Tommy's <laughs> a dick because... There's always that. There's always that. Yeah, that possibility exists. Um, but you know, you're right, Mark. It was it was a very personal, heartfelt email, especially because it was coming from this young Kiss fan, and he talked about some of his other personal things mm -hmm. and how Kiss got him through issues, and and the podcast has gotten through, and he he really looks to us as his Kiss friends, and that you know it was just like. This is a topic that I think, at least online, has always, always bugged me from day one. How well, so fans come you, in and but, go, you're not a real fan. But before you go any further, can you just maybe set it up a little bit more without going into all the details of his, his email? Just kind of give people a little bit more of a taste of exactly what he said. Or I, I think like, he did, though, Tommy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it pretty much was. Well, like he, you said, well, like, okay, so here's what I'm, I'm missing that I'd like to hear. Is you said even there's some people from other podcasts that were ripping him. What were they saying to him? Well, I'd like to know that. They, 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 you know, he didn't give us the exact quotes, he but he, he, okay. he, he was basically implying that they, who are, spend a lot of money on collectibles and buying stuff to support KISS, were... He, I think, Mark, he said bullying, didn't he? Yes. He was. He felt he was being bullied because he wasn't spending the money. Now, he didn't necessarily get into could he or why he didn't, and, and that really wasn't important. No. And he, he also didn't mention anybody's name or any show's right. name. I don't know what... And I understand that. I just was trying to get a feel for what, why anyone would give a shit if he bought stuff or not and, and why they felt... It was reasonable for them to belittle somebody who was simply but, just being well, a fan. Well, I think that's where God, I, I would like to be, see this discussion go. Is that exact point? Well, well, it's the same fucking knuckleheads who belittle people because they only like the. If you don't like just Gene, Paul, Peter, and Ace, you're not a real fan. I mean, what's the difference between that nonsense and somebody telling somebody, "Oh, you don't, you don't buy the current Kiss stuff. You're you're not supporting." It. I mean, it's the same stupidity because. Uh, I, you know, quickly because it's 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 that obvious. Mike and I told this young man the same thing. All you have to do is like their music. That's it. If you like Kiss's music, and I don't care when you jumped on, you can like everything from The Elder to Unmasked to, to Carnival of Souls. I mean, if you, you like you, Kiss's music, if you think Peter Chris's solo album is the greatest Kiss album out there? I'm not going to agree with that. But you're still a Kiss fan in my my exactly. book, just because yeah. because you like Kiss, and and yeah, Mark and I basically said it. It's not the de There is no definition of a real Kiss fan. First of all, I don't care who is telling you this. I I could guarantee you, even the band would not sit here and tell you. Here's the definition of a real Kiss fan. So. Anybody who's out there telling you this is what is a real KISS fan is bullshit. They're telling you what makes them a fan, and that's 100% fine. 
but they can't define what makes other people a fan. And, and I've seen discussions over the years where fans are like, well, you haven't been to every single tour since, since 1973, so therefore you're not a real fan. I've been to them all. I'm the real fan. Bullshit. You don't have to go to any shows to be a fan. You don't own every single album in every single format from every single country around the world. You're not a real fan. And it's like, again, bullshit. You can own one album that you love so much and listen to everything else on Spotify. You're still a fan. At the end of the day, what we, what we told him was, you just have to love the band. You have to love the music. And that makes you a KISS fan. It doesn't matter what you love about them. You just love them. I, I gave him a, a couple real-world, honest-to-God examples in my life of being a fan of not only KISS, but I also told him, too, because if I remember correctly, Michael, he was in his you know mid, mid-20s, maybe. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, you know... It, because people, especially, you know, when I see people like at the KISS shows and stuff and who know me from the show know I'm a big KISS collector and they always want to talk about my collection and cool stuff like that. And that's cool. But, you know, when I was 25, I didn't have all this and I have the means to have all this. So so I would never, you know, especially a younger fan, if, if collecting KISS makes you happier or sports cards or whatever if, and, and if you can you know you work hard enough to and to afford all this stuff if that makes you happy fine but it, it doesn't vault you into a special place you know you're not a be- you're not a better yeah. fan you're not a more deserving fan because you've spent more money correct than somebody correct. else and, you're- and here's what i told the young man too in in, in, the, in the letter when when liz and i first got married we first bought our first house I used to collect about another dozen or so bands the way I collect Kiss. Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden. I mean, I had every tour poster and magazine and just, you know, all the vinyl variants. And it, it was really insane. And, and Liz, God bless her, just one day when we, you know, because we we're going to start raising a family. We we're going to have a son in a little while. And she's like, can you just, I, I know Kiss is your favorite. Can you throttle it back a little bit? And she was right. No, because you at, at some point well, you I'm, have to I'm, just... I'm laughing because we've never heard this. We've never <laughs> heard that Liz told you to cool it. No, no, no. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, Liz didn't go. You, no, she's just like you know. We've got all uh, the entire basement was Kiss, but we had. No, it just proves that she's as intelligent as we thought she was. <laughs> but the I remember and ended up being uh, one of the bedrooms. There was all like Ramones, and like the other one was like all Motorhead, and you know, <laughs> she's like, you know, those are going to be the kids' rooms. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. You know, so I'm like, yeah. So I I went to a local music I know, and I sold all my pennies on the dollar. I mean, there was a pre eBay. Got some of those fucking posters. I had worth a ton of money. And I just literally sold them for like a couple bucks each just to get them out of the house. But, but anyways, here's what I told the young man in the letter. I said, you know, and I just listed three bands. I said, you know, Black Sabbath, you know, whatever, Motorhead, Iron Man. I used to collect these bands like I collect Kiss. But then when I started having a family and I had a house payment and all this stuff, you know, my wife's like, can we just, you know, knock it down to Kiss? And, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I, I guess that's a good idea. But here's something that this is to, to Michael's point. 
just because I stopped buying all the Iron Maiden posters and Motorhead posters and Black Sabbath posters didn't make me less of a fan. You know what I mean? I just don't do that anymore. E even because you sold the stuff doesn't make Correct. you less but, of a but fan. In my heart and in my head, I'm every bit or more of a fan than I ever was. I, I still love those bands' music. I still read everything I can about them. I still want to know everything about their legacy. I still love finding out stuff. No different than Kiss. Well, and, and I think that this transcends that as well to other areas of your life. You know, I'll use myself as an example. I'm a huge football fan and the Vikings are my team. But I don't have season tickets, and I've only been to one game since they've opened the new stadium. I typically watch from home or with friends, which is what I prefer to do. I don't own a jersey. I have one, maybe one, two T-shirts that say the Vikings on it. That's about it. You know, does that make me less of a fan than Mark as a Detroit Lions fan because he has season tickets? No. It, although it's, although Mark, it's, Mark being a Detroit Lions fan makes him a stupid fan. Well, he's a glutton for punishment, but that's a whole other topic. Thanks, yeah. Did I mention one playoff win in 60 years? Did I, have I mentioned it? Rebuilding since 57. <laughs> Rebuilding since 57, baby. <laughs> but the, the point is, is that there's no way to define it. And, and the people who tell you that uh, you are not a fan or as big of a fan are, are fools. There's no, yeah. it's not based in, in reality. There's no, again, it's opinion. It's not fact, you know, and they can think of themselves that way. They have every right to, but it doesn't make you any less of a fan because you just appreciate the music and you, you know, get excited to see them on, on TV or you, you collect magazines, whatever it is that you do. Uh, I, but the thing that I want to talk about even more so than with this this young man is what do you, and we won't get an answer to this because the assholes don't watch us. I'd like to know whoever was one of the people that would or did say something to a guy like this, what do you get out of it? Where do you, how, does it just make you feel better that you rip on somebody because you have more collectibles or you've seen some band I, I actually think that that that's it Tommy because I I can tell you from experience of working with a lot of different bands in different styles and being part, involved with their fan base every band out there has this this problem with fans going I'm the number one fan and here's why I'm better than everybody else Every fan base has that 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 battle for some of these fans to prove they are more worthy and they are better than the other fans because they want to be able to brag. I'm the biggest fan. I'm the number one fan. I've been to more shows than everybody else. It, it literally is just that, I think. They want to be able to brag they are the best. But so are you saying that you have nothing else in your life? You don't have friends or family or children or a wife or husband or parents or whatever, uh, a job that you love or a hobby that, I mean, your, your world is literally that small that that's all you have? I think, I think to some people, yes, they, they've got those other things because I've run into many in the KISS world who are 
crazy nut jobs that we're talking about yet are fathers and have got two kids and a job and well yeah i mean and, and, well, and, but but here's the thing i don't think that stuff is as important to them as their band that they can say they are the best they are the don't best you think that's band. really really well, sad i do yeah i agree i i think well, it is sad because you can be a big fan and you can collect stuff like mark and you can go to hundreds of concerts but you can still have a life. You can still have a, a job you like or, or a marriage or, or family or whatever and find some joy. I, I guess I'm just trying to understand because I don't get it. I don't understand where your world is so freaking small that you have to belittle somebody else's point of view or situation to make yourself feel better. Why can't you just be a collector and go to a ton of shows or, or not. Just, I or mean, not. You, uh, yeah, yeah, no, but I'm just saying, and just be, I'm not talking about him right now. I'm talking about these other people. Just be happy. And it's like, look, chances are of the three of us, Mark will be the only one who gets a phone call to help with the Kiss Project because he's got all this really great stuff. I don't begrudge him. I, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. It's like we all have a course to like celebrate that Mark is going to help out with a project like that. Why, why can't people cheer other, other people on and, and be grateful and, and happy for the success of somebody else, even if you don't know them? What, exactly you know? what you just said, Tommy, and how many times have I said it on the show? I love success. I love seeing people happy. I, I just think that's what life's all about, isn't it? Everybody's and, and, got but, the right but, to be happy. Yep. You know, and, and Tommy, it's no different. Like, uh, uh, well, it's funny. I, I saw somebody at the Toronto show and they had the, the tour book and he's like, hey, your name's in it. And what my first instinct, Tommy, was, yeah, so's Tommy's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Because it's a celebration of our, our little geeky show. Like, hey, you, you know me. Just because I'm on this silly little show, but hey, Tommy's in there too, and and we helped out, and and and, well, it's and Kyle's in there, and, and yeah. yeah, it's like it's it, it's a to me, it's like that's man, success for one is success for all. Yeah, so I guess I guess that's And I was just about to to move this a step further to people. I, I was telling Michael earlier today because. Uh, I was talking to my friend Joe Marshall, and and anybody who knows Kiss Collecting knows my buddy Joe, and um, you know we always fuck with one another. And a, I mean, we we're like two little schoolgirls about who the who the biggest fan in the world is, you know, shit like that. It's just, we always do that. But all my big, you know, like Darren over in England and and Pierre and all my my super mega geeky Kiss Collector friends, none of us has that arrogance about them about oh i have the better collection or no what do we always do to hey man what'd you get oh my god where'd you get that oh i you know anyone else who has one you know that it's it's a fun thing and that's the great always going to have more than you exactly that's the great part about this hobby is you're never done no and you know what Uh, again and and i you know it it really breaks my heart to say it but i'm not going to own this stuff forever you know, I, I, I know that. Stamps. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that just is what it is. But, man, while I'm while I'm doing it, it sure makes me smile a whole lot. And anybody who knows me well, I'm a pretty happy guy. And, you know, I, I, I love the things that I love. And, and Kiss is right up, you know, right up there near the top. It, 
it, it brings me a ton of joy. And I think that's one of the reasons it's, it's never been a competition with me. It's never been an ego thing with me. It's never, it's been because it's fucking fun. Well, and I, and I see that I see that in other areas of life, and I question it at times too. Like in real estate, like where I'm at now with Coldwell Banker, they don't do this anymore. But the previous place I was at did, and I always thought it was it was a real kick in the teeth for newer people who are just starting. They used to put up a board, and every time someone would get a sale, you'd put the address and the price and all that sort of thing. And for someone who's new and coming into it. It had to have been heartbreaking when you see the same people put it, getting their names put up over and over and over again. And there was just this weird, sick competition about it. And I always kind of was fascinated why anyone would give a shit. Because whether I sell one house or I sell 100 homes, it affects your life not at all. Zero. So same with you. Okay, every time that you do a concrete pour, even if we're in the same business, you're in Detroit, I'm here. And even if we were both in the same city, the chances of both of us bidding on the same job is, is slim to none. Michael, if, if I was in your business and I was working with bands and helping with social media, again, what are the chances of you and I actually talking to the same band and having them decide between us, slim to none, even if that was the case, why can't I just be happy for my friend Michael that he picked up a new client and he's going to do great for them? Because, man, the better the economy is, the better and happier all of my friends and family are, the better the world is. Amen. So I don't understand the negative piece of it. Why? Mm -hmm. It's one thing if, if you are having a, a political argument with somebody who you know. And you don't agree with them and you're going to say, this is how I feel. But to just belittle and berate somebody who simply isn't in the same situation as you, you have no idea what this kid went through. Well, that, 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 and, that's, that's part of what goes along with all of this is, is when you're having an argument with somebody or bullying somebody online because they are not a real fan. Do you know, first of all, that maybe they're 19 years old and they couldn't have gone to see Kiss in 1976? They just weren't alive. So how, how do you fault them for that? Maybe you they're, can't. You can't. Maybe their financial situation is they're supporting their family because their family's got medical problems and all of their money goes to, you know, something like that rather than buying VIP packages and and uh, Gene Simmons vault experiences. You don't know that. Everybody's got something going on in their life that you don't know about. And you shouldn't really judge them until you, you know, what's that saying? You shouldn't judge a person until you walk a mile in their shoes. Mm -hmm. See what they're having to deal with. I mean, may, again, maybe it's somebody who's trying to save money for college because they they aren't in a family that's going to pay for all of their schooling. They've got to do it themselves. So it's, do I buy a KISS ticket or do I put $200 into my savings so I can get a, a college education? Right. Well, and also, too, I think it's also very important that we point out this for the few that may not know this, is there's a difference between being able to and wanting to. All right. I can buy a Porsche if I want to, but I choose not to. It doesn't mean that I'm any less of a driver because I drive a Jeep or, or whatever. I'm choosing not to because I'd rather save my money or spend it elsewhere. 
So it just seems like people feel like, well, if you're not going to spend that, you're not a true fan. Well, no, maybe you have better use of your money to do this instead. Maybe I would rather, like you said, pay for college, pay off a vehicle, take a family vacation, put some money in savings for retirement. You don't know what anyone is going through. And just because they don't put the same dollar value on something or an experience does not make them any less of than you. Tommy, to go a step further... As somebody who's a mega crazy collector like myself, what did we talk about an episode or so back about those newer Kiss things that are coming out? Yeah. Do I have the money for them? Yeah, but it's not something that interests me. Does right. it make me less of a fan? Well, you know, it's, it's like I've always said related to the Kiss Cruise. If you're going, God bless you, have a blast, have a fun time. But I'm not going to go on a Kiss Cruise because it always falls on my daughter's birthday. And I'm sorry, but my daughter is significantly higher in the totem pole than Kiss will ever be in my life. You, you, you saw that post that Rosie made that you-, you I did. Yeah, yeah, so Rosie, a Kiss fan out there, took her son to go see a band in concert and she kind of jokingly said, well, that's dipping into my Kiss Cruise funds. And I'm like, listen, Rosie, my motto is kids before Kiss. It's just a fact. And, you know, it doesn't make me less of a KISS fan because I won't leave my family at home or force them to go spend, what, five days, four days on a KISS cruise that, you know, my five-year-old daughter isn't going to enjoy that in the least. She'd rather, you know, go hang out at the jumpy houses for her birthday than spend it with KISS. And God knows I'd rather hang out watching her having a blast then watching Kiss. What, what, what all of this makes me realize is, as I've gotten older, I think, and I'm sure we all kind of see this, you start realizing what's really important in life. When you were a kid, when you were 25 years old, 30 years old even, you were always probably worried more about how are you being seen? How do people think of you? What do they think about you? So it was you were always sort of in a, a competing frame of mind with people. And I can't tell you when it changed for me, but it was clearly once I got older, I realized, you know what? I don't give an absolute rat ass what anybody thinks of me and what I do and what do I enjoy and what do I think. Because they have zero impact on my life. And me, as Mark, as you mentioned earlier, me doing something has zero impact on their life. So why would I waste even a second now worrying about that stuff? If you are happy because you're 20 years old and you love Kiss and you can't buy the merchandise, you're happy. That's all I care about. You know, it, it's a waste of my my life and my energy to belittle you for that. It, it just yeah. is. And, and so maybe what I'm trying to say is some of these people who are belittling others might be younger, might be at that point yet where they're still seeing life as a competition. That, you know, it's all about what people think of me and that I'm better than them. And it's like... No, trust me, when you get to a certain point in life, especially when you have kids, when you have a family, 
and I was just talking to somebody about this a week ago. Actually, I was talking to Dale Torborg about this. When you have kids, it's amazing how all of a sudden everything in your life values everything changes. When you were just a married couple or single and you none of this mattered to you. You're like, ah, who, who cares about the playground that needs to be remodeled in my, my town? You know, it's, I don't have kids. I don't, I don't care. Now, all of a sudden, you got kids. This stuff is the number one most important thing in your life. Well, and I think also, too, to your point, for those of you that are still on your journey, I mean, we all are to a certain degree, when you can get to the point where you don't give a shit anymore about what other people think, you're truly free. Yep. And that should be something that everybody aspires to, I think, is that's that's true freedom, is to be able to be who you are, do what you want to do, and not worry about how someone else views you. I just think it's unreasonable for people to climb online and just dump on somebody else uh for no other reason than it makes themselves feel better. You know, it's funny, Michael. One of the things you said just a second ago really hit home with me. When when I was, I was one of those guys I never wore my seatbelt ever. I don't know why. Just something I never did. I remember the day I brought my son home. <laughs> I've worn one ever since. It, it just it the light went off in my head. You yep. better because someone's relying on you. And I stopped doing a lot of things. As soon as I as soon as I found out I was going to be a dad, I I'm like okay well, I got to be here. You stop <laughs> you stop doing a lot of things and you started doing a lot of okay. things that that you never did or you didn't think were as important to you. Well, like going back to what you know we were joking about it about an hour ago, but you know I I guess it'd be more important to, to buy my son some new clothes than to go get an Iron Maiden poster. You know what I mean? It just, mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Even throughout, and Liz will tell you this, um, you know, I, yes, I've amassed a crazy Kiss collection, but, um, you know, and she'll tell you this too, I, they never wanted for, you know, I, Kiss was always paid for, you know, and I, I've shared this on the show before. I mean, a good, when I was really into the video stuff, you know, all I always I I worked hard at my regular job, and then I worked hard at my hobby job. You know, and uh, with the tape trading and all that stuff, and almost all that money went to collecting Kiss. That way, it didn't come out of my paycheck. So I always, because especially when Liz and I first got married, I literally gave her my. I didn't see any of my paycheck. I gave it right to her, so she would throw it in the bank. And but I still wanted to collect kiss so i did everything from side jobs to i always told her i said if i'm doing side work or that's my you know record collecting money or my because i didn't want my family to ever you know well yeah and so i i challenge each and every one of you that are listening that agree with us that when you do happen to be on a chat board or you're online somewhere and you see someone pulling this kind of shit speak up call them out yeah, call them out and say, who the fuck do you think you are? But al yeah. also, it's really important, don't take it personally. Don't, yeah. you know, don't get all wrapped up. Don't get depressed over this. Don't get whatever. Just, you know, like water off the back of a duck. It should mean absolutely nothing to you. I mean, we, we've joked about this from episode one onward. 
how we truly don't give a crap what you think about three sides of the coin or that you hit the play button or that you don't, that you hate us, that you trash us. And, and I, I think still to this day, some people are like, they just can't believe that. They think that's, that's bullshit. It's like, how, that's not how you treat your listeners. And it's like, if you love us, we love you. If you hate us, we love you. But we really don't care one way or the other because we are truly happy with what we're doing. So it doesn't matter. We're notice not. how that. Notice how I still chew ice and I'll still chew on my cashews. Or <laughs> yeah. after we were told you can't do that, your show and, and is Michael, yeah. And Michael's telling the truth. I mean, the piece that you don't see is sometimes I'll I'll call him on a Sunday night for something, and I'll be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I just put Tuli to bed and gave her a bath, and I'm sitting here arguing with the idiots." And he's got a <laughs> smile on his face as he is getting some of these guys so twisted up that they don't know what to do with themselves because at the end of the day he can walk away and just move on with his life yeah it does it doesn't doesn't bother me it doesn't keep me up at night it doesn't stress me out it doesn't give me an ulcer that 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 there's people out there who think this production quality is terrible that that whatever (laughs) they don't like any whatever the countless reasons like this week it's going to be Branville, why don't you spend more money and buy a better quality laptop with a better camera? You know what? I don't care. Cheap fuck. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> care. It's not my problem. You want to send me a couple grand? I'll do it. But right now, you have no say in this matter. So it your whole life needs to be that way. This is sort of turning into the, the Paul Stanley motivational show. But, yeah. you know, it's true. You really... Just love Kiss for what you love them for. If you love the merch and some of the music, awesome. If you love only the music and hate absolutely all the merch, awesome. If you don't want to go see it because you only like the original band, awesome. If the original band means nothing to you, awesome. It doesn't matter. Because in our eyes, you're all just Kiss fans. That's it. You're all the same you nobody is more valuable than the other one mike by the way how'd you like my uh my little ending quote my letter without knowing you were going to see that yeah mark i i quoted uh crazy nights yeah so it it it, it's i don't think this will ever go away because like i said i've seen this in fandoms for every band i've ever worked with there's Oh, it's not exclusive to there, Kiss. It's not oh, exclusive fun, to Kiss. Fun. It's not exclusive to music. You've got it within sports fans. You've got it within fans <laughs> of movies and authors and, and, you know, whatever. I'm the better because I know more. I've spent more. I've done more. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, all they care about is that you are a fan. They don't care about the the level of fans. You're just a fan. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> they're not, <laughs> yeah, not going to point out someone in the audience and go, "Well, those people bought a fifty dollar ticket, so you, we're just you, not." You know, Paul Stanley's never going to get on stage and go, "You people up in the nosebleeds, you're not real Kiss fans. You people it's, down it, front, you're the real fans." It, that's Paul, not speaking happen. of, I tell you what, that's one of the reasons. I, I, look, why do you think Paul has that platform way out there? He's he does mean that. I want to go. I want you guys in the back. 
you get to be in the front row for a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? They've done that the last, you know, good chunk of the last few years. That's one of those things that we're, Paul and Kiss are trying to give you more bang for the buck. You know, uh, you're in the back row. Guess what? We're going to build a platform all the way out here so you can at least see me a little bit closer than that costs them extra money. That's a little bit extra risk. All that. It's there to entertain you. They, they Look, because that's one thing that drives me crazy, especially when people find out, you know, oh, they're Kiss fan. Oh, you spend a lot of money. But you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. That's funny. Somebody, somebody oh, this is funny. Somebody on YouTube was like, <laughs> Kiss are lame. I stopped being a fan 30 years ago, blah, blah, blah. And then they posted on another video some comment. And then they were like, oh, and the cheapest tickets for a KISS show are $400. And then in another post he goes, I was looking at buying tickets to go to a show and it was $169 for tickets. And I'm like, wait a second, we gotta stop. First of all, I'm calling bullshit on you not being a KISS fan. Yeah. Because first, you've watched multiple episodes of a KISS podcast. And second of all, you're looking at buying tickets to go to a KISS show. And third, $169 does not equal 400 So you've already shot yourself in the foot that the cheapest ticket is not $400 for a KISS show. You know, it, you can get cheap tickets. Listen, we talked about it last week, and I, don't, I won't go into a full review of it. I took my daughter to go see JoJo last week. And, you know, it was a last-minute thing, so I jumped on Ticketmaster they had they were running some special i got literally tickets all that i could get at this price were like 10 rows from the top from the ceiling of an arena so it's you know main floor first level second level and 10 rows i mean we were like oxygen masks were going to drop up there they were like 69 bucks a ticket and guess what we had just as much fun in those $69 nosebleed seats as you would have down in probably the $400 main floor seats. Kiss is the same way. You're going to have a blast. Being on the main floor within the first 10 rows doesn't make it any better, any, any more special, any doesn't make you better or more special. It's... Do what you can do. Do what you can afford. Do what you want. Well, and that's what I was trying to say earlier when I was looking at some of these different photos and vantage points of people that have sat in different areas. It looks like a different show wherever you sit. So there's something special that you're going to see on the side that I won't see if I'm sitting on the floor, which is something different than someone else is going to see sitting in the back. It, it, you know, go well, with what you can go with, but... But see that there you go again. That's that's the larger issue here is is the people that have this tendency to turn a seven inch sunny that they just caught into a freaking great white shark. It's like you know if you're gonna spout off online, then just at least be honest and say I think it sucks that Kiss charges X amount of dollars for tickets. I can only afford this. Great, we can have that discussion as well. But don't jump online and say, oh, the cheapest ticket is 400 That's nonsense because I've gotten really good seats sometimes waiting till the last minute that were 
considerably higher than what I ended up paying. Not, not that, just Kiss. Not just Kiss. No, it's just in general. In general. Like, who was it? I want to say I was looking for for seats for my daughter for Ariana Grande or it was pink. Or, I don't know. What are those? And the day of, they opened up a section right by the stage that, granted, you're not going to see the whole the whole stage, but they were $49. And you'd be 10 feet from them. So it's like, how is that a crappy seat for, you know, $49 when the person literally across the road from you probably paid $450? Uh, no, there's, you, always, you, there's you, always deals to be had. There's always deals to be had. We've said this so many times. You know, I never buy tickets now the day they go on sale for anybody. No. I mean, it's just gotten that over over decades I've learned wait until the last minute and sometimes they, they, not even sometimes two weeks before sometimes two no. weeks before you'll get an you know join the Ticketmaster email list you're going to get an email sent to you like i got for jojo hey we've just released some tickets and we've dropped the price awesome yep. i'm on board i'm doing it or you walk up to the 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 ticket window the night of the show unless it's guaranteed 100 percent already sold out walk up to the ticket window and just say, you know, five o'clock, what's the best tickets I can get? Because quite often, as we talked about earlier, when they put these stages into venues and they finally get them in there, they realize they can put an extra row and open up an extra section. They can do something different. Those tickets get released the day of the show. And artist holds. All of the tickets that are held by artists, or promoters for will call for freebies and all that stuff, those unsold tickets get thrown back into the system at pretty much right at the end. You can walk up and buy them. So, yeah, it, it, if, if you're smart about it, you can do it without spending a lot of money. But I think the point is, like when I was at the JoJo concert, it didn't matter whether we were in nosebleeds or down front. Every girl was jumping up and down, having a blast. Thule, Thule was like, I, I don't know if you saw any of the videos I posted. No. She couldn't believe, <laughs> she couldn't believe she was in the same building as JoJo. Which, hey. listen, you can say what you want about JoJo, but that was the exact same feeling I had when I saw Kiss at my first concert on Creatures of the Night. I couldn't believe I was in the exact same building my favorite artist was in. And I was screaming like that for Kiss, like she was screaming for JoJo. And all it did was, listen, if that's what made her happy, that's it. That's all that mattered. If that's what makes you happy as a Kiss fan, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what some other fan thinks should make you happy. Oh, by the way, when I said, I thought you were saying that you just posted video of JoJo. I'm like, no, I'm not clicking on fucking JoJo videos. L listen, real quick. JoJo, not the greatest performer, singer at all. I mean, she's a 16-year-old Nickelodeon star. But I kid you not, there was 10,000 people in this arena. It's the same place Kiss is putting on their show a month from now. And it was cool because as we were walking through the, the hallways at the arena... It was nothing but kiss signs lit up around there, and she kept going, Daddy, it's your band. It's your friends. It's your friends. It's your friends, Daddy. 
But I will say this, and I know very little about her other than, you know, being introduced to her by my daughter. I have a strong suspicion JoJo is a big 70s rock fan. She did a whole section in the middle of her show because, first of all, she played for 90 minutes, but she's probably got nine of her own songs. She did a whole Queen Freddie Mercury medley of songs. Um, Then she did Elton John, Crocodile Rock. Really? Yeah. And, And one of the first things I noticed is when she came out on stage at the very beginning... I would have expected most of these artists like this have the headset mics because they're dancing and running around. She actually had a microphone on half a mic stand. Oh, like Freddie. Like Freddie. I immediately saw that. I'm like, that's pretty interesting that a young 16-year-old dance star has a Freddie Mercury mic stand. I wonder if that means anything. And as the show went on, I'm like, yeah, you know, she's very much into glitter and glam and the spectacle of Elton John. And then all of a sudden she came out wearing a yellow jacket. And I'm like, that's a Freddie Mercury jacket. And then she did, she did We Are the Champions, um, three or four other Queen songs, played the piano. I'm sure somebody's like, she probably was faking it or lip syncing it, just like they say about Eric. Um, but I was just like, it's funny because I'm looking at Thule and Thule, especially for the Elton John segment, was singing along to Crocodile Rock. And I'm like, she has no idea that's not a JoJo song. But you know what? That's fine. Doesn't because, matter. Because if she were to stay a JoJo fan long enough, like any music fan is, you all of a sudden go back and go, wait a second. I've just discovered that wasn't a JoJo song. She was doing this song by some old guy by the name of Elton John. Who's Elton? Who is Freddie Mercury? Do you think these five and six-year-olds in that audience had any clue who Freddie Mercury was? No, but they just got introduced to Queen music. Well, that goes back, Mike, even when I said a few episodes ago, when I would read that Alice Cooper and Joe Perry exactly. were into Yardbirds. And I'm like, geez, if they like them that much and I love their music, I, I bet you I'm going to like that. So here's a trip to the used record store to... Okay, best of the Yardbirds. Sure if, as shit. If, if, if 10 fans left that JoJo concert and at some point go, I need to go find this Queen music. I kind of liked um, We Are the Champions. That was a really cool song. Or I liked Bohemian Rhapsody because she played part of Bohemian Rhapsody. Great. I mean, as a classic rock fan from that era, I love it. You've just introduced somebody new to this genre that might stick and might grow on them. And she didn't obviously, she didn't play any Kiss songs, but she has makeup on her face, glitter makeup on half her face, and her eye has a star on it, just like Paul Stanley. I'm just given the fact that she likes Elton John and she's likes Freddie Mercury, I bet you she knows who Paul Stanley is and she knows who Kiss is and she loved the spectacle and she loves the glitter and the glam. I think it's just great. Uh, You know, I don't like her music at all, but again, if what she does is the, quote, gateway drug for younger kids to get into learning about Elton John and Freddie Mercury, 
that was worth it. That was worth it. Totally. All right, ladies. It's about uh, right about now. It's about that time. Is it? Is it, it? Oh, let's see. It's Mark feeding himself night, right? It is. Liz is uh, actually Liz went out to um, dinner with her cousin. So, and uh, Emily ate last night's spaghetti, which means Mark has to fend for himself. Nice oh. third person. So um, that's what's going to happen. So the quicker we wrap this thing up, the quicker I get to go eat dinner because it's fucking quarter after seven and I'm hungry. And and we don't want to keep Mark waiting. We do not. So let's um, let's just remind everybody, Three Sides of the Coin Radio, every Sunday, 8 p.m. Pacific. Let's remind everybody, we want you to go leave us a review and ratings on iTunes. And please subscribe on YouTube. It means a lot to us. Well, so, we should do homework. Homework. So, yes, we started off the show with the first homework question. What's the second homework question? How do you feel about this discussion we had today? What is your view? Is there is there one KISS fan that's better than another? And, you know, have you ever been in a situation where either A, you have been the person who has received the shit, or B, the one giving it? Either way, I'd love to hear from you and everyone be respectful because I want to understand why. It would be great if finally somebody had the balls to come and say, yeah, I'm one of those people who rips on people because they're not real fans and here's why. I would love that. And it wouldn't be a ripathon. We wouldn't I just would love to have a civil discourse with you to find out why you feel that way. Please share with us. But I have a feeling a lot most of the folks that listen to us are not like that. They're just kind of they're KISS fans, they're happy to be KISS fans and they're just enjoying the band. Yeah. Yep. So there's your homework, Facebook.com slash three sides of the coin. Threesidesofthecoin.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Speak Spreaker. We're on Twitter. Leave us comments. Give us a follow. Some social media love is always appreciated. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got a guest next week. You just confirmed, right, Mark? Yep. There should be a very interesting uh, discussion. It's all about photos. And more. And more. Yeah. All right. That's it, guys. Three Sides of the Coin. We're out of here. See you next <coughs> week. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks. Download your free free copy of the KISS School of Marketing. 11 Lessons I Learned Working with KISS. The number one downloaded business book on Noise Trade. Go to books.noisetrade.com slash Michael Brandvold. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.